What's up, everybody? It's Chris Stefano, a.k.a. Chris Reed Stefano. You may be asking yourself, why am I dressed like a lesbian from Portland? Well, folks, turtlenecks, nanos, a.k.a. iPods. In Italy, they call them nonas. Active sweatshops, real dickhead of a guy called his baby mama a slut. I'm Steve Jobs. And a lot of you people don't have them because of the economy. So my name's Stephen Paul Jobs, SPJ. I was born February 24th, 1955 in San Francisco, California. And a homeless guy came and shit on my head. Um, my parents weren't married. Believe that. My parents, Mr. Steve Jobs, my parents were not married. Joanne Schwibeli and my dad's name was Abudulfara Jandali. Isn't that wild? I just look like a regular white guy. But my dad's name was Abdullah Jandali. Abdul Fatah, John Dali. Abdul Fatah, Abdul Fatah, you are my Fatah. So Joanne Shibli, Shibble, my mom was just a white lady from San Francisco, and then Abdul Fatah, John Dali, was not white. So Joanne's mom and dad did not approve um, because he was Syrian and Muslim. Um, so they gave the baby up for adoption. So Steve Jobs was given up for adoption. Wow. Look, see, sometimes you figure things out about people. And you're like, oh, this is what drove them. This is what drove them. Said, I'm going to become Steve Jobs and build all the computer technology and revolutionize the world to stick it to my bitch white mom and my Muslim Syrian father for giving me up for adoption. They just handed me off like I was a falafel. So he was adopted by Paul and Clara Jobs. Uh, and he ra they raised him in Mountain View, California. So Paul and Clara Jobs couldn't have kids. I don't know why. I don't know if it was because... Paul always wants to do anal, or Clara was barren. I don't know, but they were gifted Steve Jobs. Could you imagine? What a lottery ticket. You just go to adopt a baby, and you pick up little baby Steve Jobs. How insane is that? Little baby Steve Jobs, or Steve John Dolly, as I'll always call him. Steve Jobs, he showed interest in electronics and technology when he was young. He was very, very young, and they didn't have a term for what he had back then, but we all know now he was autistic. He, if he, and if, it's never been proven, but there's no way he wasn't autistic. You're not going to build Apple and not be a little bit on the spectrum. When Jobs was in fourth grade, uh, his teacher, her name was Imogene Hill, uh, guess their ethnicity. It's a tough one, Imogene Hill. It's a tough one to guess. They saw that he was interested in the electronics and all that, and they arranged for him to attend after-school classes at a local technology company. So that's the thing. A lot of times, just like Billy Boy Gates, these people get involved in technology at a very, very early age. And guess what? Here's another fun fact. Steve Jobs didn't even know he was adopted till he was in high school. But later, he always said that he did feel special and chosen because he was adopted by Jews. So... Steve went to, you know, why, why do you always see Cupertino, California on your phone for the weather app? You always see Cupertino, California, Apple devices. Well, that's because Steve Jobs went to high school at Homestead High School in Cupertino, California, where he met Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak. So Steve Wozniak was his BFF, and later they created, of course, Apple. Steve Jobs went to Reed's College in Portland, Oregon, but he dropped out after one semester. As many people who go on to do very big things do, uh, it's always the same story. They dropped out of high school, or they didn't really, you know, Michael Jordan got cut from the team. Steve Jobs gets 
drops out of high school, just because you're failing early on in life doesn't mean you'll be a failure for your whole life. So if you want to drop out of high school, do it today. Tell your parents that Chrissy Chaos said you could because you're a star, baby. You're a star. And Abdul Fattah wouldn't give you up for adoption. He loves you, Abdul Fattah. In 1974, Steve Jobs, he was searching for spiritual enlightenment in India. That's where he went to India. That's what people do. When you want to get enlightened, you can either go to India or do ayahuasca. It's your choice. If you do ayahuasca in India, I don't know what the hell is going to happen to you, but it's going to be crazy. But people usually go to India. I like India. Let me tell you something. I like India. I love people from India. Shout out Nimesh Patel. I don't want to go to India. I just don't want to go. I don't want to take a flight there. I don't want to go to India. I also live in New York City. I also live in New York City. So if I want to go to India, I'll go to the east side on First Avenue. And there's a bunch of different Indian restaurants there. I can pop in, pop out. Okay, one time they had a festival. They had a live elephant walking down the street on East 6th Street and Avenue A. So I don't necessarily need to go on a 29-year flight on Air India to go there. I just go to New York City, take, you know, I'll take the M train a few stops downtown. So Steve Jobs first took a job at Atari. Okay, a lot of you people don't know what Atari is, all, all you gamers. That was the initial prototype video game console, Atari, which it was the, you would, some of you kids would play it right now and be like, this is retardy. That's what you would say. You would say, this is retard, this is retardery. <laughs> and that's what you might call it in your private group chats. And that's not okay. So Jobs comes back to California, Jobs came back to California. He was living a simple life sleeping on friends' floors, returning soda bottles for food money. He was living the life of a stand-up comedian. That's what he was doing. Early on, he said, one day I'm going to make it. Steve Jobs is sitting at home in his family home on Chris Drive in Los Altos, and his boy, Steve Wozniak, comes over with the original archetype of every modern computer. What Stevie Boy had did, what, what I'm sorry, what Stevie, Stevie Wozniak had did, SWO, what SWO had did, was designed and developed Apple One Computer. Okay, and what this was, it was the first computer with a typewriter-like keyboard and the ability to connect to a regular TV as a screen. This was revolutionary, and this is what he created. And they came up with the name Apple because Jobs had gone to a commune in Oregon, and he loved his time in the Apple Orchard. Hashtag gay. But that's the truth, folks. That's where the name Apple came from because he was a hippie, hippie dippy in Oregon in a commune, and he loved his time in the Apple Orchard. I don't know what happened in that apple orchard it could have been anything from taking a bite of a beautiful fresh apple to he molested a child i don't know what happened in the apple orchard nobody will ever know he's dead now steve jobs so nobody knows and wozniak ain't talking now apple one was a success a huge success at the local electronic stores and when they went to launch apple two it was hard to find that money you can't find that money sometimes when you initially invest in a product sometimes it takes a long time for the money to come back. It's like Warren Buffett with Berkshire Hathaway. He didn't make that money on Berkshire Hathaway for like years and years and years, and people called him fucking stupid. But he wasn't. He just was an inventor, an investor, and he had an idea. Steve Jobs is an inventor, and he knows it's going to work. But the idea of a computer at this time for ordinary people was absurd. It was like a, nobody had a computer. Why would you have a computer? You don't, it's, you know, it's, it's the 70s. There's no reason to do that. You're just going to do acid, and that's what you do. You'll, you'll do a little acid, and you'll join the cult with Manson. But they did get a $250,000 loan. That's over $1 million in today's money. That's a lot of Yeezys. From Mike Marcula, who became Apple's uh, employee number three. Mar Shout out Mike Marcula. Gave him 250 big ones. I don't know where the hell he got the money, but he got it. 
So they got the money. They're about to launch Apple II. And this is when Steve Jobs really starts to become Steve Jobs. He was a little different, right? He was known for wearing a black long sleeve mock turtleneck. Yeah. Blue Levi jeans and New Balance 991 sneakers, which Venetier is proudly wearing today. And he liked the daily convenience of maintaining a signature style. So it was easy for him. Every day he just wore black turtleneck, blue Levi jeans, 991 New Balance sneakers. Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. That's what I do with the glasses. I'm trying to be the Steve Jobs of glasses. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. Okay, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a company. I'm going to call it Mango because I have a lot of Puerto Ricans in my life and that's what they eat. So Steve Jobs, for a period of time, he only ate fruits, nuts, and seeds. It was called a fruititarian. Or a now, he believed his, this would purify his body and keep him healthy. Learn later on it did not. But at the time, he believed it. Now, he was known for being demanding, a perfectionist, which could make him difficult to work with at times. Hi, Mom. And he was very, very famous, Steve Jobs, for being persnickety, Right? Look at that, look that word up, persnickety, about the design of Apple's products, even down to the little screws. This guy was a perfectionist. You could not get anything past him, okay? Those little screws that held them together, they had to be perfect McGurf. He insisted that those screws be perfectly aligned and look aesthetically pleasing, even if they were never seen by the user. Because here's the thing with Apple, and it starts with the founder, is let's be honest, I'm not a tech guy. I'm not a tech guy. I don't know much about it. But it's pretty obvious to me that the Samsung phones are much, much better than the Apple phones. They can do a lot more than Apple products can do. But Apple is the master marketing machine. That's why everybody gets iPhones. You have an iPhone right now. Even if I told you the Samsung can do 10 times the thing the Apple iPhone can do, and it's five years in the future, the Samsung, but you'll say, yeah, but then my techs aren't going to turn blue. Smart. The kid's smart. So he knew I got to do things to make my products in it. It's life's about marketing. Nobody really cares how good your product is. It's how is it marketed. So tell your friends about this goddamn fucking show. <laughs> so, and Jobs was very known. Jobs was well known to be um, hard on people and brutally honest, which this is the thing with a lot of these founders and people that go on, they're brutally honest and they kind of don't waste time. And he would say, my job, this is a quote, my job is not to be easy on people. My job is to make them better. So that's how Steve Jobs thought. A lot of people who go on to become extremely successful in life, a la Steve Jobs, they, they, they don't let emotions get in the way. They're just robotic. They're like, this is what you do, and if you don't do it, you go. That's how it is. That's how Steve Jobs was. But then sometimes when you act like that, you die of cancer. Steve Jobs. Here's a lot of th here's what things, you know, people don't know this about Steve Jobs, is, you know, he has some baby mamas. He had some baby mama drama, okay? Steve Jobs was out there living in those streets with baby mamas. He had an on and off again relationship with his high school girlfriend, uh, Chris Ann Brennan. Brennan was with Jobs when he launched Apple II. Brennan was there, um, got pregnant with the child. Steve did not pull out. Um, he wasn't happy with the news and he ignored the pregnancy. Hashtag nice guy. <laughs> And he hinted that he wanted her to have an abortion in the second trimester. An abortion in the second trimester, that's wild, okay? That's some AOC shit. That's like, because, you know, AOC wants you to be able to kill your kids until they're in kindergarten. So AOC, you know, so that, I'm, I'm happy that this didn't, one didn't happen. An abortion in the second trimester is bad. Um, and he did not give her the money to help with the pregnancy, and she did not get an abortion. Said she had that baby. She had that baby. And... You know, um, 
he would actually he was really like a dick. Like not only would he not support the pregnancy because he was too busy, you know, working on him. You know, he wanted to get an abortion in the second trimester, but then he went around telling people that Brennan, his baby mama, had slept around and that he was unable to have a child because he was infertile. So that's that's the lengths he went. He was like, I can't, I'm shooting blanks, so she's got to be a whore, and she's banging everybody. But he looked like a dumb asshole because guess what? When his daughter Lisa was born, guess what she was born with? A turtleneck. Turtleneck right on with Levi's jeans. And the and Venetia sneakers. She was born like that. So they knew. But Jobs, he was only 23 years old when he had baby Lisa. And they were they, they gave birth on on uh, on the Apple's on Apple Company's farm. So they gave there was a farm birth. They gave birth on a farm. And you know, as you do, it happens. A farmer's birth. And and then a DNA test later proved that he was the father. Maury came out and said he was the father. And he had to pay her $385 a month, but he gave her $500 a month. Nice guy. Went up by $115. But he's just become a millionaire. <laughs> Beyond sounds pretty nice. $500 a month. Wow. Okay, so Steve Jobs kind of, you know, a, a, a absentee father, barely paying child support, not even caring about his own kid wanting to get it aborted but let's get back to steve jobs real baby the ipod that's who he cared about he didn't want to abort the ipod he saw money in it at just 23 years old he was a millionaire by 25 he was worth 250 million dollars folks 250 million dollars by the time he's 25 and he didn't even have to open up one present on youtube look at that he did it. May 19th, 1980, my daughter's birthday. One of my daughter's birthdays is May 19th. He um, uh, launches Apple III. He launches Apple III on May 19th, 1980. And in August of 1981, Apple was among the three largest microcomputer companies in the world. IBM has just entered the chat. Hello, Bill Gates. IBM is coming in now, so we're going to have a showdown here in a minute. Steve Jobs, what he did is, you know, he know these great leaders, they know how to get people to work around them, right? The people who, you know, it, it, it's this thing where, like, people think business owners don't delegate and don't have people behind them. No, that's what one of their main talents is, is picking people to do the jobs because you can't do everything by yourself. No, nobody's, you know, people are like, I'm a lone wolf. No, you're not. N nobody is, okay? At the very core of it, you, uh, you're, somebody had to feed you from when you were a baby to birth. Nobody does anything alone. You can't do that. So stop. If you're, in, if you're somebody who's pursuing a business idea and like, I'm going to do this alone, you're a stupid idiot and it's going to fail. Do what Steve Jobs does. Got, he got John Scully, not the guy that landed the plane in the Hudson. That was John Sully. This is John Scully, the, C the CEO of Pepsi, to join as he had a reputation for being a marketing master. A marketing master. Shout out to Pepsi Challenge. He knew where to go. He said, Pepsi's good at marketing. Apple needs to be good at marketing. So he got the CEO of Pepsi, John Scully. So John Scully comes in, CEO of Pepsi. But let me be clear. Steve Jobs is making computers right now. We're going to get to the iPod and the phones and all that. But right now, we're still in computers. And this is when he comes up with the Macintosh. Okay, this changed the game for how people even use computers. Made them more accessible and easier to use and just paved the way for new industries like desktops, like all that, that stuff. That's all because of Steve Jobs and the Macintosh. All right, Seed, listen, everybody needs to poop. I want you to poop good. I want you to poop clean. I don't want you to have anxiety with pooping. Seed helps you out. Their DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is literally the shit. 
It's pronounced. Um, uh, it's um, what symbiotic means is that it's a prebiotic and a probiotic in one. If you didn't know, okay. So seed, you know, it 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 just it it helps it helps with a lot of things. Seed. I mean, literally, I think um, seed is one of those probiotic prebiotics that. I take every day. It comes in cool packaging, and they gave me a great sweatshirt. It just said bacteria on it. So they actually have some fun gear. Um, but their one, their capsule uh, called the uh, Via Cap, it safeguards viability through digestion for delivery of one, an average of 100% of our probiotic starting dose to your colon. Some of these other things, companies you don't even realize, you're not getting the full probiotic because of the way they're encapsulating the powder. This place, an average of 100% of it goes right to your colon. So that's what you need. It's got a, it's the, the capsules, you know, um, it, it's just science, man. They're, they're just good with it, and they guarantee it. 16 of the 24 strands are specifically geared toward digestive health. So if that's a problem for you, this is what you need to take. It supports gut ease. It reinforces healthy stool hydration, ease of evacuation. It's really, really good, and I think you start doing it today. It helps um, your skin. Your skin is home to millions uh, to trillions of microorganisms and their byproducts um, known as your skin microbiome. So, uh, D, uh, CDS, DS, uh, DS01 helps with that. Um, and right now, I'm going to give you a great discount on how you can get yours for cheaper than if you didn't use my promo code. So, right now, start a healthy new habit today. Go to seed.com slash Christeries. That's S-E-E-D. That's S-E-E-D dot com slash Christeries. Go to seed.com slash Christeries, S-E-E-D dot com slash Christeries. Use the code Christeries to redeem 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's Seed dot com slash Christeries. Use the code Christeries, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-R-I-E-S. Go cure your pooping anxiety with Seed. Scully and Jobs did have a little beef over one thing, the price of the Macintosh. They were saying that it should be affordable for everybody, right? We want, you know, we want to make this affordable. But it ended up being about $2,500, $7,238.69 in today's money. That's a lot of Yeezys. And because of this price, Macintosh didn't do well. They could not keep the cost down. So life at Apple, because of this, gets a bit awk. Okay? Scully... CEO of Pepsi, now working for Steve Jobs, got the board to pretty much side more with him, and this led to Steve Jobs leaving Apple. You believe that? He left. Left Apple. Submitted a letter of resignation on September 17th, 1985. He left his own company, his own baby. He walked out. And then when he left, what happened? The industry went into a recession, and Scully started to struggle as a leader. Now, did Steve Jobs cause the recession? I don't know. Here on Chrissy Conspiracies, we don't know. He could have. What a quinky dink. You leave, and now the whole industry starts to fail. I'm not sure what Steve Jobs did. I'm not sure who he was in bed with. I have no idea, and I do not know for sure if there was a conspiracy that he caused a recession. But here at the Christie's to Stefano show, you know that we like to take a stance, and we're going to say, yes, he did. And what he did was he drank the blood of a child on Epstein's Island. That's what he did, as what all these leaders do. So he started a new company, and that company was called Next, not like the R&B singing group, which is one of my favorite groups of all time. You got that butter love, oh, baby. Next, N-E-X-T. And it just had this lavish invite-only gala event to unveil its new computer. Ooh. make it, You know, that's what people do. They make things nice and fancy. Ooh, invite-only gala. You know, and that, the Italian woman would have made me pay $10,000 to get a plate at that 
table and I would have lost it all. I have to add another fucking show in Buffalo. Here's the good thing about this invite-only gala event. We would never have Shrek if it wasn't for this event and Steve Jobs' new company called Next because guess what happened? They later funded Pixar. Now, is Shrek a Pixar movie? Okay. Well, yeah, that's DreamWorks. Shrek is DreamWorks, but you know what? I'm going to choose not to edit that out, and I'm going to still say that they would have never had Shrek without Steve Jobs. Some other Pixar famous movies, Toy Story, Big Life, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles. Thank you, Steve Jobs, for The Incredibles. I love The Incredibles. And then Pixar went public in 1996. The first day, his 80% share of the company was worth $1 billion. Nice. What a smart guy, good investor. F what Abdul Fattah, you fucked up, Abdul Fattah, okay? You piece of shit. You gave up Steve Jobs. You could have funded whatever you want, Abdul Fattah. You could have you done whatever you wanted. You could have brought Syria out of war and famine, but you didn't, Abdul Fattah. You didn't. Instead, you gave up Steve Jobs to two white people from San Francisco, and then they just made him the biggest tech billionaire of all time, and he was a dick. So what happens? Let's go back to the personal life. Steve Jobs starts to feel bad about stuff. You know, he made all this money. He's living his life, so successful, but he feels bad. He wants to reach out to his firstborn child, Lisa, who probably doesn't want anything to do with him. Um, he, he actually went back and he changed the name on the birth certificate because originally it was just Lisa Brennan. She didn't want no connection, but then he made it Lisa Brennan Jobs. Lisa Brennan Jobs. So, you know, he wanted to do these things and be like, you know, you're my daughter. I love you. I'm sorry for whatever happened. He actually sought out the biological mother, his own biological mother, because um, but he only met her after his adopted mom had passed, which I get that. If you got adopted by two parents, I wouldn't want to tell my adopted parents who treated me like their own that, hey, I, I really want to meet my biological parents. I'm, I, I would say, listen, I want to, when you guys die, that's what I'll do. I, I, I understand Steve Jobs for that. I don't think he's a dick for that. You know, he didn't want his mother, his, bio, his, his adoptive mother to feel pain. So I get that. Um, now, so Jobs makes amends, gets his daughter back in his life, does all these things, but then he meets his wife, the one that he will stay married to during a lecture at the Stanford Graduate School of Business, where she was a student in 1989. They went on to have three kids. So Steve Jobs had four kids total, three with his wife, one from the baby mama, but he actually wound up with like a nice blended family towards the end, so it's not all bad. So now remember when I told you that Steve Jobs was originally one of the co-founders of an Apple in 1976 with Steve Wozniowski, um, Wozniak, sorry. Um, but then he left the company in 1985 after the power struggle with the board of directors, remember? And then he went on and he, and he made Next and then they made Pixar and blah, blah, blah. Well, in 1996, what happens? Apple's really struggling. They're looking for new leadership. Steve Jobs had started Next, and he was asked to come back and help turn the company around. He said, right back, motherfuckers. Y'all needed me. That's what he said. He said, y'all needed a motherfucker. Y'all out here ain't doing shit without me, bitch. Steve Jobs walked in there in his Levi jeans, New Balance sneakers, and mock turtleneck and said, Daddy's here. Daddy's home. Now, Next had developed an advanced operating system that Apple acquired. Apple bought the operating system to Next for $429 million just to get Jobs back. So Jobs not only made Apple, then he made Next, and then the software Apple bought for $429 million. This guy's a genius. He's just printing money everywhere. Abdul Fada, you fucked up. So Jobs agreed to come back 
to Apple as an advisor. And soon then he became the interim CEO, replaced Gil Emilio Emilio. He then became CEO shortly after. So it was just a plan. It was just, you know, they knew that he was about to be the CEO, but he was like, let me take baby steps. I don't know if I really wanted to do it, blah, 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 blah. And then he just came in and started cutting everybody's head off because that's what Steve Jobs does. Now back to Apple. He returns as CEO. He fired a lot of people. You gotta go. And gathered the company to ask them, what do we need? What, what, do we, what do we really need? And what did Steve Jobs say when he looked at the products? He goes, these products suck. There's no sex in them anymore. Put sex back in the products. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? Steve Jobs was having sex with the prototypes of his computers. That's what that honestly tells you, is that this guy was sticking his dick in 1970s, 80s mainframes of computers and really just coming all over the hardwire because he's a lunatic. And that's why people get famous and wealthy is when they're Looney Tunes. So what does he do? Here's another thing. For as big as the ego of Steve Jobs might have been, he's kind of one of those things where if you can't beat him, join him type thing. Rather than making Microsoft his main enemy, he says, why don't we work together? And he got Microsoft to work with Apple to create more products that the everyday user would enjoy. They combine. First thing he does, creates the iMac. Everybody remembers the iMac, and unless you're you know, under 18, everybody knows the iMac. And this got people talking about Apple again, the new design, the aesthetics. Everything was in the headlines. Their marketing machine is back. It looks good. It feels good. It smells good. And Steve Jobs said, it fucks good. <laughs> so they got more money. So then May 15th, 2001, Big, big, big day. Why? The very first Apple store is opened at Tyson's Corner Center Mall in Tyson's, Virginia, right near Washington, D.C. Steve Jobs opens the very first store. The Genius Bar is there. It was decorated with photos like with Albert Einstein and other leaders, famous leaders. And it was different. This was a different way to buy electronics. Having that support bar was different. Everything that you know about the Apple store when you go to today, that the first time it was ever done, was on May 15, 2001, when Stevie Jobs did it. Jobs starts to focus on music. Steve Jobs starts to focus on music. You know, the MP3 listening device was out to replace the Walkman, but that only held up to like 15 songs. Well, Apple comes out with the iPod, baby, the iPod, the portable digital music player. Five gigabytes could hold over a thousand songs. So this just revolutionized everything. And, um, it took like six months to create, and ready for this little known fact? September 11th almost delayed its release because what happened was is after September 11th, all the airports closed. Everything closed down, of course. An Apple team was carrying key iPod prototypes from Taiwan, maybe a couple ladyboys, I don't know, and it got to the USA right before the U.S. closed its airspace, and then boom, they got it. So if that didn't happen, this iPod, this whole thing would have been delayed, and the thing is with big companies like this, like, Days, seconds, it all matters. Everything in life is about timing. And then the first iPod was released in November 2001 while we were all you know, upset that our country was attacked. We saw well, at least we got 1,000 songs now on this little iPod. That'll make it better. That'll make us feel better about the Twin Towers falling to the ground is this iPod. So thanks, Steve Jobs. Then in 2003, iTunes Music Store came out selling songs at 99 cents. 99 cents song. Now listen, at this time... You know, 2003, people are still listening to stuff on CDs, cassettes. I had all that. But then iMusic, uh, but then um, iTunes Music Store comes out, and they start selling songs at 99 cents, which brings music into the digital age. 
and then it's a good thing, but then like anything else, it's very easy to steal music, and this is when we realize that not all pirates are Somalians. A lot of people were pirating music, and this was not good for the um, music industry. Now, Steve was a great presenter. He was a great presenter. He could captivate audiences. He was really admired. You know, I mean, he's, listen, he's, he's, he's got an interesting story, man. I mean, he's wearing the same thing every day. He's adopted. You know, his father's Muslim Syrian. His mother is some white lady. Then he gets adopted by parents in San Francisco. He's got baby mamas. He's, he wants to kill his kids. I mean, this guy's interesting. So in 2003, Jobs is diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and he opted not to have any type of invasive surgery. He didn't want that. He tried all these other methods um, for nine months, but then finally after nine months, he just had the tumor removed, and this is thought to have led to his early death. He was saying he did not want to have his body opened, um, and you know, they could have been prevented, but he did not want anyone to cut open his body, and I have no idea why. I don't know why. Maybe there was... I, he, I probably didn't want to see... He probably was worried that if they opened up his body, they would find little pieces of computers from the 70s, 80s still up there because he was sticking them up his ass because he had sex with his computers. There's no way around it. You do not come out and say these, these products don't look like sex anymore if you didn't at least one time in your life lick a keyboard or just stick your dick in the USB port. I know you did it, and it's okay. So listen, here's the thing. Everybody thinks Steve Jobs invented the smartphone. He didn't. He didn't. The inception of the iPhone came in 2004. IBM made the first smartphone in 1993. Remember what I told you about Samsung phones? Apple's just good about marketing. They're good at marketing, but the truth is the truth. So what Jobs envisioned was a device that would combine a phone, a music player, and a mobile internet thing into a single, easy-to-use device. This is the iPhone. And he was instrumental in developing the App Store, which allowed third-party developers to create and distribute apps for the iPhone. So that, that part of it, Steve Jobs did create. But the actual smartphone? No, IBM. The iPhone is unveiled at Macworld 2007 in San Francisco, where he famously described the iPhone as a revolutionary product that changes everything. And boy, was he right. Um, the iPhone had probably one of the most significant impacts on culture and society of any other product in certainly my lifetime, probably in world history. Um, it changed the way people communicate, access information, internet, interact with technology. I mean, in many ways, we are already artificial intelligence because of the iPhone. What answer can you not get if you have this device? All you need is this little device, and then what answer anything you want can ask? anything. So when people say, when are we going to link up and become robots? We are. You just, you can, your brain controls the, that, but that is you, you are one of the, you are the iPhone. You are, what, are you the iPhone or is the iPhone you? You'll not say. That's for you to answer, but baby, it's a good question. It's a good question. I just thought of it. So he got pancreatic cancer in 2003, but he's still living. In 2007, um, he's making, you know, upgrading the iPhone. 2010, the iPad comes out. 2008, he took another leave of absence from Apple to focus on his health, and then Tim Cook comes in. He was an appointed interim CEO. We all know Tim Cook. Then Jobs comes back to work at Apple in 2009. He continued to oversee the Apple's products, development, and marketing efforts, but Jobs, as I told you in the beginning, was known for his attention to detail, his insistence on simplicity and elegance in design. That's what it was about with Steve Jobs. Simple, keep it simple, stupid, pay attention to every detail. He had charismatic leadership style, and that's what made him such a great CEO. You have to pay attention. You can't just, it's good to delegate, but you have to know what each person is doing. You may not have to do the X's and O's, but you have to pay attention to everybody. That's what good business leadership does. That's what a good business leader does. In 2011, Jobs resigned as CEO of Apple due to his health issues, and then he passed away October 5th 
of that year. And I think his last words were, wow, wow, wow. Something with like bright colors he saw. Mike Cannon told me that. Mike, if Mike, <laughs> Mike Cannon, by the way, we're going to Google it, but it's, this is staying in the show. If Mike Cannon says it, I believe it to be true. Whatever Steve Jobs' last words were, oh, wow, oh, wow. When he passed away, he said, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. As he was dying, he must have seen all these things happening, and he knew, which is pretty cool. He, he doesn't make me fear death unless, you know, we get to hell, and Steve is like, yeah, what I was saying, I was seeing flames, and I know I was being pulled down to Satan, so welcome. Here's my dad, Abdul Fattah. So listen, Steve Jobs was, in my opinion, a great American Yes, he had baby mama drama, wanted to abort his kids, wasn't nice to his employees, wore the same thing every day like our cartoon character, was smelly, kind of a pervert, but he revolutionized the technology industry. So go salute Steve Jobs today. Watch this video, like, comment, subscribe on it, and then get out there and autoerotic asphyxiate yourself with your iPhone charger just like Steve Jobs wants you to. This was Chris Therese, and remember, yesterday was history.